Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Life's uncertain journey. Good evening and welcome to Life's Uncertain Journey's Blog Talk Radio broadcast for Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. I'm Nadine Davis, and I'm your host for tonight's broadcast. And I have here with me my beloved co-host and sister in Christ, Alicia Lockard. Hey, Liz, what's up? Hey, y'all. Ain't nothing going on but God, right? (laughs) (laughs) Amen. All righty. Great. Well, I'm looking forward broadcasting live from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Alicia is uh, joining me from Wake Forest, North Carolina. Uh, yeah. We're just so thankful to God for technology. Uh, we're also Amen. very glad that you could uh, join us tonight, those of you who were able to to dial in. We're hoping that um, the Lord will provide us with uh, a wonderful time of revelation and wisdom and understanding about some of the things that we see that are going on around us today. And if you are here for the first time, I'd like to say welcome to you. Um, I also would like to, as always, welcome our uh, faithful listeners to join us here each and every Tuesday evening. Uh, Please know how much uh, I thank God for you, your uh, support, and and your prayers for for me. I know that uh, many of you have been watching the news and other sources to hopefully kind of get some idea about uh, what's really going on uh, with this virus and all the other things that are happening around our world. Uh, Some sources are saying that it's not even a virus that's killing people, but the 5G towers that went online supposedly simultaneously uh, as the virus hit, uh, there, there are even groups that are going around burning down 5G towers because they believe that. They believe that that's, that's what's going on. And then uh, there are others claiming that the powers that be, the Bill Gates and the Rockefellers and the Bilderbergs and all those people, um, have this massive plot to thin out the population so that they can set up this new world order, uh, one that's run by them, by the way. Um, but I tell you, I mean, there's just no um, length that people will go to to try and explain, try to blame, whatever it is you want to call it, uh, all that we see that's going on around the world. Um, it's enough to make your head spin. But what I want to say to you tonight is this. We don't need to get caught up in speculation, really. I mean, all of the things that come from all these differing uh, conversations that people are having about what is and what ain't going on, it can raise your blood pressure. You know, it can also have you believe in the wrong thing. But what I believe that every one of us, that knows Jesus, that knows the word of God, we should have a better idea about what's going down than the world. And why to know for thousands of years whether or not we paid any attention or not is another issue. But tonight we're going to talk about what Jesus says is really happening. Looking in the word of God for answers is what I like to do. I believe it is the pure source of truth, the pure source of information for life. And so with this particular incident that's taking place, I believe it has answers for what we're seeing taking on 
are going on around the world today. But uh, as always, before we get started, uh, I'm going to ask my uh, handsome husband if he would not mind uh, praying over our broadcast tonight. John? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, dear. I can hear you. Okay. As you were talking, I was thinking, in uh, uh, First Thessalonians, uh, chapter 5, I think it is, uh, uh, and you, the things of today is uh, basically what it's talking about. And uh, mm-hmm. the Bible was written years and years ago. And I mean, it's, it, even the, uh, from the Old Testament, it refers to things that's happened today. But uh, as you and I were talking earlier, uh, the Lord says, our, our life is like a puff of air. And then he says, for mm-hmm. him, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. But then he said, this is what Jesus yeah. said to us, be at work, be doing the work until he comes. Yeah. So regardless of what's mm-hmm. going on around us, we have an assignment. It's, it's not, a, it's not a, 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 you know, you can or can't do. He said be. Be is the actual word. It's something that's a commandment, and we can say it ain't a commandment all we want. Just like the commandment say love one another. Be at work is the same thing, doing obedient to the word of God. So that's something we got to realize, and we're going to hear rumors and more rumors and rumors, but that's why he told us to put on the, yeah. our, our, you know, the helmet of salvation because these things, and you're going to have murmurs, they're going to come. And we're looking for this thing that's all supernatural. You ain't going to see, but God has made it plain to us who belong to him, but we would not be lost or confused. He says we're to change, be, uh, be renewed in our mind and the, the focus on him and everything, you know. And so when we take anything that's not all about him, then we're saying God is not enough in that area. And that's what we're saying. God in this area has got to fear this and not you. And so I ask the Lord tonight to help us, to help us focus on him and everything. Mm-hmm. That's what he says, yeah, everything. Yeah. Anything we need, anything we uh, troubled us, any of our family members, our finances, our, our, our health, everything. We said to give it over to him. For he's our yeah. keeper. He said he is our provider. He didn't say some. He said he's our provider. You know, and when he's our, he's our shelter in the time of health and need. And so he's made provisions for us. And so my prayer is that we realize who we are. We are precious in his sight. He, the, the, the God yeah. who created everything said to each and every one of us, I know your name. <laughs> the creator of all heaven and earth tells you, me, I know your name. And not one hair of our head will fall to the ground without him allowing it. So we are covered by the blood of Christ. We are covered. And so I just ask everybody who's been listening and will hear this down the road, that they remember who they are. We are his living disciples. That's who we are. We are his living Mm -hmm. disciples. And as his living disciples, we are to teach that word that he tells us, Fear not, for I am with you, said the Lord. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time. I thank you, dear Father in heaven, that you're allowing us, Lord, to, to take your word for us, Lord. And, Lord, you've even made provisions, Lord, that even in this so-called shutdown, Lord, that we have means to get the word out through this airways. And we know the devil don't like that. That's why this airways sometimes gets shaken up and mixed up. But you always come through. So we thank you for that. Thank you. You are high and lifted up, and you look down at us, dear Father Heaven, as my Lord and Savior said, we're in this world, and he's protect us. You've sent your Holy Spirit to live in us, and I ask you, Lord, to help us to grow in us, so we would not fear this world, but fear only you, who not only can kill us, but send our soul to hell. So dear Father Heaven, you said, Lord, that nothing, not even hell, can separate us. So when we fear, Lord, we ask you for forgiveness. When we doubt, we ask you yeah. for forgiveness. When we say maybe, at, in, or but, we ask you for forgiveness, Lord. And then we know that, Father, that you hear us when we ask you because, Lord, mm-hmm. you say you are near to us right now. So, Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you to the brothers and sisters who are here this message, Lord, that we're going to use it to advance your kingdom and that you will get the honor, the glory, and praise. In Jesus' yes, name we Lord. pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so very much, Ryan. I really appreciate that. And, of course, your wisdom is always right on time. Um, For those of you that may have just joined us, uh, 
This is Life's Uncertain Journeys, a radio broadcast. We have a weekly broadcast every Tuesday. It's an interactive Christian broadcast. Uh, We've got listeners that join us from all across the United States and uh, also from five different countries. And so we're grateful to God for this privilege, this door that he's opened for us to be able to use this venue to proclaim his gospel, his love for his people. And that's what we desire to do. My husband, John Davis, and I, we oversee Charlotte Christian Fellowship. It's an outreach ministry that has been commissioned by the Lord to first and foremost uh, proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and then to make disciples. Uh, My husband, along with his co-host, Booker Alexander, also hosts another radio broadcast every Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock p.m., and it's called New Beginnings. Now, they, too, are involved in proclaiming the gospel. Uh, the, the means by which they do this is that they conduct um, a study. They're right now in the book of Genesis, and they're going through chapter by chapter, verse by verse, um, just to glean from what the uh, word of God has to say to us, not only uh, in this particular hour, but for our lives. And so um, for those of you who uh are, you know, on confinement like the rest of us, and you're, you're free on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock, why don't you dial in and join the broadcast? It's Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m., and their dial-in number is 657-383-1624. I'll repeat it for you. 657-383-1624. Praise God. Um, We have been uh, broadcasting now for, I think it'll be a year in June, if I'm not mistaken, uh, since God has just uh, been so gracious to us to be on um, the Blog Talk Radio Network. Um, And I am uh, just so grateful that uh, what God is doing and permitting us to be heard uh, in so many different places. We've had uh, confirmations from people who have been listening um, to the broadcast to, to confirm that the word is getting out. People are listening, and we're just so grateful to that because our hope and our heart is to tell the world about Jesus most of us don't realize how much God loves us. I was talking to my co-host Alicia today. Most people think that God is standing over top of them with his arms folded and a fly swatter in his hand to swat you every time you do something wrong. That's not the image of our Heavenly Father. That's something you, I don't know where we got it from, but anyway, that's not who he is. Our Father is a loving Father. He loves us so much that he created us for himself. We're his children. And the unfortunate thing that happened, like in many of our families, you find that God's children were lured off. We were lured away from our father by the enemy, his enemy, Satan. You know, and I, I think last week I kind of likened him to a, one of those pedophiles that lures children away with candy and shiny objects and stuff like that, you know, Um I had an opportunity to see a broadcast on TV where a newscaster who swore up and down that she knew her child would never talk to a stranger, and she put that to the test, and lo and behold, her child, who she taught vehemently never to go and talk to strangers, went and talked to a stranger that was offering them some ice cream. So you see, this is no new story. This This is how life, you know, generally appears on our end of the spectrum. It's the same thing that happened in the garden. We were lured away from our father, and we were snatched away from him, taken off into this world where we were taught despicable things, lifestyles and ways of thinking that are, that are contrary to what our father intended for us. But what God is trying to get us to understand is that he did not intend for that to happen to us. He did not want us to be lured away from him. He wanted us to love him like he loved us, but, you know, that's what happened. Not to say that this young lady who did the video, that her child didn't love her. Of course her child loved her. 
However, the allures of the ice cream, the shiny things and stuff for, for a child, you know, um, that's just the way that it is. But, beloved, the point that I'm trying to make is this. God came after us, okay? He did not leave us to uh, be mistreated and deceived by the enemy. He sent his son to redeem us and bring us back to him, get us back into a relationship with him to help us to, 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 to understand who we really are, okay, because the enemy doesn't want us to know who we are. God wants you to know you're my child. You're mine, and I want you back. I've got an inheritance waiting for you. And so we're hoping that we have uh, and take advantage of this opportunity to tell people the fact that God does love you. He loves you with an everlasting love, and he wants you to return to him. And the Bible, returning to God, is called repentance. It's talking, just turn around. Leave the enemy's camp and run to your father's arms. He's waiting for you. And he's got so many wonderful things that he wants to share with you. So, Father, I just pray right now, any listener that's listening to us right now that doesn't know you, I pray that you will remove the blinders from their eyes, Father, unstop their ears so that they can hear this glorious gospel, that you love them, and that you sent someone who was able to defeat their enemies and bring them back to you. His name is Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, I just commend their lives and their hearts to you right now. I pray that you will turn their hearts toward you and give them a desire to follow Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And so for those of you who might uh, fit in that category, who just have not yielded yourself to Christ yet, I'd like for you to email uh, me at lifeuncertainjourney at gmail.com. I'd love to be able to share more about this wonderful story of love that God has for you and possibly prepare you for uh, your walk of uh, faith. So that's life's uncertain journey, life's with an S, uncertainjourney at gmail.com. Also, if you have any prayer requests, please reach out. We would love to pray for you. Uh, My whole uh, life story of why I'm in the kingdom uh, revolves around prayer because my mom prayed for me. That's the only reason I'm in the kingdom today because my mom prayed for me and God heard her and answered her. So I know what the power of prayer can do, and I want you to know about that too. So please feel free to reach out to us um, if you so desire. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this is an interactive radio broadcast, which means that we all can participate. We all can join in the conversation. And we encourage you, any of you that are listening, to please feel free to share any revelations, wisdom, anything that God might share with you that will be a blessing to someone. Don't keep it away from us. I mean, because, you know, there are no big eyes and little you's. God uses whoever he chooses to use. And if he's put something on your heart to share, you have the freedom to do that. Uh, there are also ministers and teachers, I know, gifted people of God that are on this broadcast and uh, in whom the spirit of the Lord dwells. And so I pray that you feel uh, the freedom to uh, allow God to use you, to, to bless us. Uh, we never know. Like I said, we're being heard all across the United States and around the world. So there may be somebody whose who's ears are attentive to hear what it is God puts on, put on your hearts to say. So please don't hold anything back. Um, one day last week, um, I woke up, um, probably about the end of, end of last week, um, I woke up from a good night's sleep, and I heard, you know, I heard this statement, the bride must make herself ready. And it's funny because when I heard that for some reason, this big grin broke out on my face, and I ran to my study. And, you know, I just began to look up what I heard, you know, and I found it. I found it in the Bible, uh, in the book of Revelations. And so um, I am very excited about the conversation that we're going to have tonight. Um, And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and uh, open up uh, our microphones for those people that were able to dial in tonight. And I ask you, uh, people that are on mute, 
okay? Just hit star six if you're at home on use on your house phone. And most cell phones have a mute button. Just put it on mute, um, please, so that we won't have to uh, deal with the interference of background noises, you know, the kids, the dogs, the pots clanging and all that good stuff. If you don't mind, I would appreciate that. Um, and then also, if you have something that you want to share, you can do so. Just remember, you got to unmute yourself. And I know a lot of times I forget to do it, and uh, I know many of our, our listeners do too, but you've got to unmute yourself if you want to share something. <clears throat> also, if you want to give your name, you can. And if you don't want to give your name, you don't have to. That is not required. All we want is the wisdom. We want the revelations that are coming from heaven. But uh, please feel free, uh, you know, to say hello, especially if you're new to the broadcast. And uh uh, just let us know uh, that you're listening today, and and we'd be 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 very glad to hear from you. So, um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to ask my my uh, co-host and my sister in Christ if she would please read for our listeners tonight um, from Revelations. Revelations is uh, the book that most people don't like to read because it's, it's it's scary, you know, especially when you don't understand what you're reading. But um, but believe me, God says there's a blessing to everybody that reads it. Pray before you read it. Ask the Lord to help you understand what you're reading. But there's a, mes- a message for us in it. So, Alicia, can you read Revelations 19, um, 6 through 8, please? Absolutely. And I'm going to read from the um, NLT version. But before I start okay. reading, Nadine, I just want to comment on um, the instructions mm-hmm. you just gave. And um, we are, you know, we are open to God's revelation. And if he prompts you to say something, just like Nadine said, please do. But we, this is also a place where you can ask questions. You know, yes. you can comment. You can, it's a safe place that you can say, I'm afraid or I'm worried or I'm concerned. And, you know, and we can, you know, talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit too. So if yeah, you don't have to absolutely. be a scholar or have all the answers or any of that. Just come as you are, and, 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 and you know, we are a body. We are a family of Christ. So bring yourself and, and your need and, and, like Nadine said, your revolution too. Because trust me, if, <laughs> if you got the question, somebody else got it too, okay? And so That's right. um, mm-hmm. don't be afraid. Don't feel like is there, you know, you've heard probably, I'm sure there's no dumb question or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually you'll be blessed for it because if, 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 it puts, mm-hmm. if, if it's in your spirit, then you need to get an answer for it. And like I said, you're probably going to be helping someone else. Amen. Um, Thank you, Alicia. Amen. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I'm going to read Revelation 19, 6 through 8, and it reads uh, verse 6. Okay. Then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd or the roar of mighty ocean waves or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and let us give honor to him. For the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb, and his bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear, for the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. That's us, y'all. God's holy people. That's us, y'all. Amen. Amen. You know, when I I actually read the passage, you know, my heart just leaped with joy. I mean, this big grin just broke out all over my face. You know, in a way, I didn't even know why I was so happy about it, but I was. I was glad Mm. about what I heard. And um, Mm -hmm. as I was uh, considering what the Holy Spirit was possibly saying to me, um, uh, I was reminded of a, a, I created a blog a long time ago entitled uh, This Bride Wears Combat Boots. And it was a <laughs> blog about spiritual warfare, a, a blog about mm-hmm. spiritual warfare most of us are, are familiar with. But anyway, uh, I started the blog um, uh, up again, I think it was in 2016 after I moved here to Charlotte. And I asked a couple of um, young ladies that I had been discipling if they would uh, assist me in uh you know prov- creating content for for the uh 
for the blog. And we got started, you know, I think we probably, you know, went strong for about a good, you know, four or five months at, at the most, I think. Uh, and I can't remember what happened that it stopped, but that we stopped doing it. But I do remember that um, it began and uh, the Lord wanted me to uh, consider starting it back up again. And, and I'm just saying, you know, not that I have anything to complain about having too much to do because all of us are in shut-in and we really don't have a whole lot to do, but I was just starting to make excuses, you know. I didn't feel like doing all that. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I, um, I I just love the fact that we can be honest with our Father. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to put on airs with him because you know your heart anyway. And I just began to say, Lord, I don't know if I want it. I'm ready for that. Uh, because he didn't even talk to me about doing it live. I don't know about that mm-hmm. either, you know. Uh, so um, I just give me grace, you know, help me to, you know, think it through and figure it out. I even went on and I, I did a, a recording. I did the first recording for it, as a matter of fact, and it's still in my in my camera because uh, I didn't like it. So um, I'm still trusting and yielding to the Father to give me the wherewithal to follow through on what he's asked me to do, and I know that he will. Uh, but in the meantime, um, this bride that God was saying needed to get herself ready really resonated with me and it caused me to want to know uh, exactly why God was saying the bride had to get herself ready and so I began to uh, just look into some things and I think uh, today Alicia and I were having a beautiful conversation about Hmm, hmm, I was telling her a little bit yeah I was telling her a little bit about how I think you know because you know, I, I'm old, and so I know my my cognitive abilities are a little cranky sometimes. But uh, one thing that that I still have uh, about me that has been with me ever since I was little is that I don't get jokes. Okay, people people would tell me a joke, and it would go right over my head, and they'd have to explain it to me. And, you know, like let's just say, by the time it gets to explain it, it ain't worth no, you know, trying to understand a joke. But I don't know what, it, what right. it is about the way I deal with information that I take it literal. Okay, I take I take information literal, and so uh, down through the years, and after even after I gave my life to to the Lord, you know, it morphed into something different, but pretty much the same thing, and so. Now, I think I was telling Lish that now what I do is I filter everything I hear through God's word. You know, I, I just naturally go there. And I and I know that it can be a problem sometimes because if you're not careful, you can wind up being very judgmental and critical uh, of people and, and everything that people say. You know, you got to, you know, scrutinize and stuff like that. But um, that's the way my, my mind works. But I was grateful for how she was sharing with me um, uh, the the fact that um, she has, and she mentioned something to me about a thing with, she was listening to on the TV or on the radio, and my response to her, I mean, you know, she said, wait a minute, that's a little heavy, you know. And uh, <laughs> as we began to talk it out, you know, um, I was grateful for what God was providing. He was providing the balance, you know, of what it, mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. for the information that we were sharing. And I hope that comes out tonight um, because I don't want anybody to think that I'm a know-it-all, that I'm a, uh, 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 what they call it, uh, um, you know, like I never make mistakes or anything like that uh, because I do make mistakes. And I need, uh, just like everybody else, we need to have dialogue. Because no, yes. none of us have all the information, but that's why we are the body of Christ. He puts little bits of information in all of us, and that's how we grow, by sharing what we know. So, anyway, I don't know why I say all that, but it's said. No, um, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Thank you, darling. But anyway, um, our conversation tonight is focused on this bride and, mm-hmm. and how... Uh, to help her get ready. And for many of you that are are regular church attenders, you probably have a pretty good idea about 
who the bride is and uh, so forth and so on, but we don't want to assume that everybody does know who the bride is. Mm-hmm. So uh, while the, the mics are open, uh, I'm going to give uh, a, a chance for us a little interaction here. Does anyone have any idea who this bride is that is spoken of in Revelation? Anyone? Want to take a stab at it? Jesus. Church. Oh. Okay, I heard somebody say it's the church. And I heard somebody say Jesus. Okay, somebody said Jesus. Uh-huh. Anybody else? Okay. Okay. Well, let's we the bride. Like I said. We are the bride. Thank you, honey. <laughs> That's us that the Bible is talking about. So uh, let's let's go to the Word. Let's let's see what the Bible has to say about it. And so um, let me read. Uh, I'm going to read this. Well, I'll read it this time, Alicia. I'm going to be reading from um, the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, uh, the fourth chapter. Um, and I'm going to start reading over here at verse 23. Um, is it 4? Maybe it's 523. 523. Yeah, it's 523. Okay, it says, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husband. And listen to this last two words, in everything. So what this particular scripture tells me, Jesus looks at the church as his bride. It's his body. We belong to him. And every one of us who have surrendered ourselves to the lordship of Jesus Christ, we are that bride. And the scripture goes on to say that he is our head. He is the head of the church like husbands are the heads of their wives. Now, my husband and I, we have counseled many couples from this very particular passage of Scripture in hopes of helping them to understand how important their marital relationship is to God. You see how he compares this earthly marital relationship that we have on this planet to the divine spiritual marital relationship we have with Jesus Christ. Stand this. It is equally critical for the church, for us, beloved, to understand the importance of this marital relationship with our King. And I know there probably be many of you that are married on the call today. As a matter of fact, how many of you all are married on the on the broadcast tonight? Just say me. 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 Me, 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 me. <laughs> okay. I didn't hear a lot of me's. But, yeah, there's several of us that are married. And so we, uh, we know realistically that, that oftentimes we have a problem with this particular scripture. Committing to your husband in everything. Are you telling me the truth, Lord? But this isn't about our marriage. We're talking about this bride, this bride spoken of in Revelation, who is, uh, who has to get herself ready because the wedding has not taken place yet. Did you all know that? We may be his bride. But the wedding has not taken place. And if many uh, those of you who are, who are familiar with the scriptures, 
You know, uh, when in the, in the biblical days when you were betrothed to somebody, you may not have had your ceremony, but that that we call it being engaged. But when you were uh, betrothed to somebody, I mean, some of those people were 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 given when they were children. You know, parents made agreements that you know my son gonna marry your daughter and things like that, and they held to that. And the the, the they the kids may not have even known each other. You know, that's how it was back back in the day. Today. You know, we walk up to a man and say, I believe God God told me you're my husband, and next thing you know, we're married. It may not last long, but we find those kinds of things happening. But Jesus Christ is letting us know with no uncertain terms, we're his bride. We're betrothed to him. So what do you suppose our relationship with him should be like? I mean, practically that is. How do we respond to him as his bride to be? Anyone? With obedience, with honor, with trust, faith, and love of him. I like that. Go right ahead. I seem like it's already committed. Committed. Like you're already married. Yes. He is, he is our head. That's right. And what I'm trying to what I'm trying to uh ask for is um you know practically what it looks like. You know. I know Jesus Christ is the head of my life, but what does that look like? For somebody who who meets me and doesn't know that I'm married to Christ. How would they? How do I practically express that? Anybody? In the way you well, live, just, the way you show up. Exactly. Let me, let's use let's use terms that we know about. Let's talk about uh, that guy that we saw, the handsome one that we just we we wanted for ourselves. Okay. Okay. There were. I mean, you just didn't. It just didn't happen by osmosis, right? That relationship. Hello. Okay. And so maybe we no, it didn't. No, it didn't. No, it didn't just happen. Uh-huh. We we fixed ourselves up. We yes. um, made sure that we were. Uh, at our highest self and attracted. Yes. Uh, we combed our hair. We put our red lipstick and yes, nail Alicia. polish on and our high heels and uh, on, the now. dress that accentuated our curves as best it, it could. Uh-huh. And we pranced ourselves around in front of him to make sure that he sees us and that he's what? Well pleased. And so now, when we I'm did about. that, mm-hmm. That's yeah, exactly. That's that's the real right there, you know. And right. So I know when you're going dating, you're saying that if we do that for that 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 a uh, husband we're trying to get, we yeah. got our eyes on. If we have our eyes on Christ, our Lord, and we're trying to please Him, how do we show up yeah. for Him? Yeah. How do how do we how do we conduct ourselves to be pleasing and and, and do what? Would you know please him and and yeah. have him to accept us as his bride? He tells us what to do in his yeah. word. Do we do it? Mm-hmm. Do we do it? No. And part of what Nadine and I were speaking about earlier is being more in tune with the world than we are in Christ. And so I was able to just rattle down all of that stuff on how we prepare for that worldly husband. And so how do we mm-hmm. rattle down the same attributes that would get us ready for the true husband and the, Come and on. the you know, Christ? How do, what does that look like? That's what she, that's what Nadine's asking y'all, you know? Yeah. And we had a spirited, uh, a very nice conversation yeah. about, you know, mm-hmm. being about our father's business, you know? And what she said was, um, <laughs> you know, when he comes, are we going to be ready? And what are we going to be doing? Because, you know, are we going to be left behind or are we going to be like the women who had their oil lamps filled and was ready when the bridegroom came? Or are we going to be like that one who had tried to borrow somebody and run off and get ready and then miss it? Right. So where yeah. y'all at? Who Who's ready? Yeah. You know? 
who's ready? And well, that family is not full. Uh-huh. How do you get ready? Well, how do we get ready? Uh, getting ready is realizing that Jesus came to earth as a role model. Even mm-hmm. though he was, he was perfect, our role model is for us to try and use his behavior and characteristics in all situations. And even the lady who's got on go. high heels, lipstick, and now false eyelashes, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's just a, <laughs> as they call it, eye candy. But when yeah, you right. see the woman for who she is as a Christian, he'll notice that she's living a, a life modeled after Jesus Christ in his way of living on earth. So I, I think there's, there's one way to be seen physically on earth, but God sees our heart, and he knows what we really exactly. think and how we are obedient to his word, uh, trusting him, having faith in him, and acting that way. Yeah. Well, exactly. I have a challenging – I have a challenge. Oh, can you hear me? Go ahead, baby. Hello? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have a call your <laughs> That's okay. Good so I want to challenge the ladies to, you know, when Lisha said, you know, we, we get all dressed up and we put on our lashes and our weave and all that, but how do we know mm-hmm. what that man likes if we don't get in his word? How do we know what Jesus, That's what God wants from us if right. we don't go and That's get to know right. him? You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't That's get to know right. him. How do we, Why do we know what he's looking for? So mm-hmm. we have to start there right. before we even get mm-hmm. we even get all dressed up. You know, mm-hmm. you get dressed yeah. up, you go out here and you and you prance around in front of a man that don't you don't know what he would like. He might like mm-hmm. you know something totally different. So mm-hmm. you got to know his word and know what he wants from you mm-hmm. and to be That's able right. to dress up for him. That's, That's right. right. And That's and right. then you and then the next question is come becomes how do you even get to that place where you do know? Because if you just meet a stranger on the street, you don't know. You have no way of knowing. But we know that what we usually try to do is to develop some form of communication, because that's when you get the interactions. That's when you get to hear a person's heart or what they're, you know, the things that they like, the things that they dislike. It usually comes in the form of a conversation. Amen. And so when we talk about. Uh, preparing ourselves to be the bride of Christ, it goes without saying that we've got to have some dialogue. We've got to have a conversation with, with our king. That's what prayer is all about. I tell people, you know, that when, when I first came to uh, faith in God, I did not, I wasn't looking for him. So I wasn't a person with a heart that was longing for God. No, I wasn't. I loved my sinfulness. I was having big fun, okay? So I wasn't drawn to him, okay? I wasn't. But I did know when I heard him speak to me, I knew that I had no idea what was going on. And I had to do what? I had to talk to him about it. I didn't know about, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the uh, prayer style that people have because I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a churchgoer or anything like that. You know, I had seen people pray in church and stuff like that, but this wasn't, it wasn't that kind of a thing. This was a conversation. And I just told him, look, I don't know you. I don't, I don't even know what to do. That, that's how I was honestly talking. I wasn't praying, Father, I'll in heaven. You know, a lot of people say they're intimidated by prayer because when they hear other people pray and they use these, you know, and I do it too, you know, because I'm, you know, I've been been with God for a long time, so I got a different form of conversation with Him. When I first met Him, it wasn't like that. It was like raw. I don't know you. I mean, what's happening to me? But you know what? He heard me and he answered me. So when we were developing our relationship, it was knowledgeable to me without even being a Christian that I needed to get my answers from him. I needed to talk to him if I was going to know what what this what it was he was doing with me. Anyone else? 
practical things in, that you know goes with uh, preparing yourself to be uh, in a relationship with someone? Well, I would yeah, say well, that. Yeah, well, I'm going to, no. Hello? Yeah. Go ahead, Michelle. I was going to say, I, I, I'm going to take it in a different direction, you know, because we don't even seek Christ. He seeks us. Uh, he comes after the raggly, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. all of us pretty raggly in our sins, regardless of what the sin is, it's still sin. And we would never, ever seek him, but he'll seek us. Uh, we don't have to prepare for the to be his bride, you know, because he, at that wedding supper, he would change our garments anyway. And we are aware that mm-hmm. he puts us on that robe of righteousness. So we're already mm-hmm. ready when we respond to that call. You know, like you said, when he reached out to you, you responded back. He, You mm-hmm. already accepted. All our sins mm-hmm. were forgiven, but the strongholds they had had, you know, we were still dibbing and dabbing. I was still... Dibbing and dabbing with one foot in, one out. Mm-hmm. Even though I was saved, I'd accepted him in my life. He had wiped that whole slate clean. It, it mm-hmm. was clean. But you're talking about uh, preparing your heart for him. I just didn't know the word then, you know, knowing how to walk it out. So mm-hmm. as I got in the word, the word itself, which is, he is revealing his word. The word transformed me. So that was kind mm-hmm. of my journey because in that, and he's still revealing truth to me. So and it's just a thought. It is a journey. Yeah. Yeah. It is a journey. Just a thought. Thank and you. You are so welcome, Sarah. Welcome. Thank you so much for sharing. We 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 understand that. Uh, this whole um, process of salvation, um, it has tenses to it. By that I mean you like past, future, and, and present. Okay, it, it has tenses to it. So, um, and by that I mean uh, we may have given our lives to Christ today. Okay, however. In in a spiritual sense, that was that's a done deal. Okay, once I give my life to Christ, it's a done deal. Once I really surrendered and given my life to Him, you know, He says that I've forgiven your sins. You know, I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. I need you. But but there's some things that are required of us. You see what I mean? It just doesn't happen by, uh, you know, there's just more to to the to the relationship. Um, and I was uh, in a Bible study with a couple of uh, young ladies that I'm uh, walking with right now. And we were over in James. And we were learning that there are people who, in the body of Christ that are adulterers. Okay? They haven't, they haven't reached the wedding yet. We have not reached the wedding yet. It hasn't taken place. And so... There, there is something that the bride has to do to make herself ready. It's just like, it's just like when uh, the Bible tells us that um, that we need to we need to uh, humble ourselves, you know. And I've heard people pray that God would humble them, and I always tell them, I don't think you want to pray that prayer that God would humble you because the Scripture asks us. Humble yourself. You be the instigator of the humi- humility. You do it. You get down on your face before God and cry out to him. You don't want him to push you down and make you get down. That's not what we want, you know. But every in, in a relationship, uh, and even in our spiritual relationship, it's, it's, there's a role, something we have to do, and then there's things that God has already done. But in James 4, he called those people adulterous. He said, you, you, you're you supposed to be my bride, and you out there flirting with the world. You're not supposed to do that. So we know that if, if, if we are patrolled 
to Christ, that's one thing that we need to be aware of. I don't need to be flirting with another man. And that's who the world is represented in, that scripture. Flirting with the world. Because God said, let me tell you something. If you like the world, if you like doing what they do, then guess what? You're not none of mine. You're not. And and so that's what he means when it says we're um, in the world but not of it. That's right. Exactly. That's what God has provided. And what God has provided for us is what it is. But we don't have to stay there. No, I mean, he's not going to make you. It's just like, the, you know, God says, well, look, I hold you in the palm of my hand and can't nobody pluck you out. Well, that's a, that's, that's, you know, that's a done deal. Nobody can pluck me out of God's hand. But guess what? I can jump out of his hand. I can walk away from his hand. I can do that. It has nothing to do with what God has provided for me, but everything to do with how I treated uh, that, that operation of being held in his hand. I decided I didn't want that for whatever reason. So you see, there is a role that the bride has to play. Pray. Everything has been provided for her. Her gown, all of these things, like, you know, mo- most of us have been through, you know, married or stuff like that. A lot of things are prepared. But that's not what this particular scripture is talking about. It's saying that bride has to get ready. And so that's what I wanted us to uh, be thinking about over these next few uh, conversations that we're having those practical things that we need to do to ensure that when the marriage, when the wedding takes place and our, and our beloved come to get us, that we are ready. Because there, there is the other side of that coin where you will not be ready and you will not go. And so we don't want to have any gray areas, okay? We want to be able to definitely know not because, not because, because uh, we, you know, we're assuming that, you know, it's written so that's the way that it is. But you know, it's true that it is. But there is a role that we have to pay. Jesus even said, "Gonna just bring everybody. If you don't endure to the end, you won't get in." You see, and He's not gonna make you endure. That's something that life is going to do for you. You know, that's part of the sanctification process, the tribulations, the trials that we go through. You see what I'm saying? It's a process that brings us to a place of strength. But if we jump out every time, every time we're in a situation and we go back to the world or we go back to our own ways or we go back to our own cisterns and trying to fix stuff for ourselves, you know, then we prolong the, the process. But we have to look in, you know, just look in God's word because it's all there. What is it that makes us ready for our king when he comes. And believe me, there is a role that we must play in preparing ourselves. Anyone else? Yes, Nadine. I like to say that I I believe it starts with, uh, like he said, if you love me, you'll do my commandments. So just like in a relationship, when you when you start that relationship, you do things to please each other. Mm-hmm. If I know that uh, somebody I'm, I'm in a relationship with that like cheese, I'm not going to serve it to them. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think it's that way with God. He's, he's already said, um, um, you know, if we love him, we're going to do those things that please him. So, yeah. yes, it's a process. Sometimes we, we're right, sometimes we're wrong, but we, we keep walking in the right direction. And, Amen. and the impediment and the thing that, that guides us and the thing that goads us along is that mm-hmm. we love the Lord and don't want to disappoint him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We don't want to disappoint him. And so... We we have, and I'm so grateful that we have grace. I am so thankful for the grace that God provides us because, listen, I get it wrong too many times. You understand what I'm saying? As much as I strive 
as, as much as I long to please him, I don't do that all the time. You know, I, I've come to a place in my growth now where when I mess up, I repent. Thank God for repentance. But listen, God knows that. He knows that we're but flesh. Okay? He knows it, and he has already factored into his salvation grace. He says, where sin does abound, grace doth much more abound. However, it behooves us to know our beloved. And the Bible tells me that our beloved is jealous. Y'all ever heard that? That God is a jealous God? Yes, ma'am. Yes, well, if you've never heard it, let me tell you, he is jealous. And so when, when, he, when he has uh, betrothed himself to us and accepted us as his bride, it's a done deal. It's true. But we can act just like Gomer did, if you all know the story in the Hosea. If you ever want to see the, the love of God in raw form, read Hosea, because that is God's love for our, for our rebellious and our adulterous way that we are. But he wants us to know that he loves us and he's waiting for us to return to him. Some of us have been led astray. I was telling somebody the other day, you cannot flirt with this world. Women know what it is to flirt. I mean, even married women flirt. I know because I used to do it. I know I'm married. But when, when, I, when I go out, you know what I'm saying, and my husband can be with me, I would flirt. And that's not the way God is looking at his daughters. He doesn't want his bride to flirt with the world. And the reason is, because we don't understand that there's a process even in that flirting. There is a, a, a trap that awaits, that awaits you because that lure is stronger than you think. You think it's, it's innocent, but it isn't. God knows it's not innocent. But before you know it, while you're flirting and grinning and smiling and all that other kind of stuff, the next thing you know, you will have fallen. Because you set yourself up for it. And that's what he's trying to get us to see. Stop flirting with the world. You don't understand. It's pull is strong. It's a strong pull. But we'll learn that. We'll learn a little bit more about that as we look into uh, the bride getting herself ready. We're down to, I think, uh, two minutes. Real quick, um, lady. Yes, dear. The flirting with the world, just real quick, what came to my mind when you were saying it is, Eve, she knew what um, God had told her yes. to do as, as well as not to do. Yes. Her husband was there. You said your husband was yes. there. But she flirted with the, the enemy, Satan, and got the yes. pull and hence the fall. So that's, right. that's the example that came while you were speaking. It started with, with a conversation. A, a conversation, yes, yeah, absolutely. A conversation. That's how innocent we That she entertained. Yeah, that she entertained, not knowing that he was plotting against her all along. Yeah. So, Marlon, are you on? Are you on the broadcast tonight? Okay, she didn't. She wasn't able to join us tonight. I'm just going to go ahead and just say thank you, ladies, for joining me tonight. I hope that uh, your heart was um, uh, really blessed by what we talked about tonight, and we'll we'll continue the conversation next week. But uh, please keep yourself safe. Please keep yourself prayed up. And by all means, trust God because he's well able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask. Father, I commend my uh, sisters to you right now in Jesus' name, uh, brothers as well that may be listening on the broadcast. I ask you in Jesus' name to cover them and keep them. Strengthen them, Father God, by your great power. That you would draw them, woo them to yourself, Father God that they would hunger and long for you like as the deer pants for the water, that their hearts would pant for you. And I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Until next week, ladies. Amen. Until next week. Good night. Good night. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 